Welcome to the Pain Podcast, presented by Le Peuple Scientifique. We are thrilled to bring you a platform that unites clinicians, researchers, and pain advocates in sharing a pursuit, understanding pain. In this series of podcasts, we aim to bridge the gap between scientific knowledge and practical applications in the field of pain. Our episodes will feature insightful discussions with leading experts, exploring the latest research findings, innovative treatments and emerging trends in the realm of pain. Whether you are a healthcare professional seeking evidence-based practices, a researcher diving into the depths of the pain mechanisms, or a dedicated advocate striving to improve the lives of individuals in pain, you are welcome. Check out our website, get confident and competent in treating pain. Start today. My name is Bart van Buchem. I'm a pain specialist physiotherapist and I've recorded a pain podcast session with Professor Romy Parker from the University of Cape Town. She will present a science session in a couple of weeks time uh, to be more specific on the 7th of February and I encourage, encourage you to listen to this podcast as it's a great introduction for her work uh, and her session there um, which will mainly about cultural challenges as a therapist you will face in pain education and pain treatment. So I hope you will enjoy this session. We did, for sure. And um, uh, hope to see you at the 7th of February uh, with a live session with Professor Romy Parker about cultural and challenges in pain treatment. We're here today with uh, Romy Parker, Professor Romy Parker. Um, She's from South Africa and uh, Cape Town, we just discussed. Um, so, Romy, great. Um, this is a great opportunity to introduce you, but also uh, a heartfelt topic that we wanted to discuss with you. We met in Budapest on the EFIC conference, and that's where I thought, well, this is, this is such a, an important message um, and topic. We um, And it was a kind of a good vibe in the session uh, <laughs> you were... Um, part of so um, maybe just for people uh, listening who don't know you or uh, should know about you can you introduce yourself sure thanks thanks for inviting me um, so yeah I'm Romy I'm a my background is that I'm a physiotherapist um, I am now a professor in the department of anesthesia and perioperative medicine at Fridescure Hospital and the University of Cape Town Fritzkir Hospital is famous because we performed the first heart transplant ever in the world at the University of Cape Town. It's pretty oh. cool. Um, yes, it's, it's quite unusual because I'm a physiotherapist in the Department of Anesthetics, which means that I get to work with all professions, which is my happy place because pain management is about teams, right, and, and working together. So I get to work with anaesthetists and physios and occupational therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists, and we mix it up. Um, I teach at an undergraduate level. I teach at a postgraduate level. We offer a postgraduate diploma in interdisciplinary pain management. We have master's students. We have PhD students. So um, my job's not boring. I'm a clinician one day a week in the chronic pain management clinic working in an interdisciplinary team. I have oversight of an acute pain service in the hospital, and I teach and I do research 
Um, so I'm in quite a privileged sort of space because I, I get to have three feet. I have a, a foot in clinical and I have a foot in teaching and I have a foot in research and I get the chance to direct the team to make sure that everything speaks to each other and that mm. nobody goes down a, a rabbit hole that doesn't necessarily relate to everything else that we're doing. Oh, so so that, that sounds like a massive job <laughs> and a lot. <laughs> Uh, always are worried about people do so much uh, <laughs> in a positive way uh, I can relate to that probably uh, yeah. um, uh, so, so maybe it's good for just for our listeners so to, to get back to this Budapest ethic uh, session because um, we, we talked briefly about it and I, I think it would be nice to share this um, so I felt that something happened there something like a very positive and um, I would even say a a, a conversation that ha that should happen before <laughs> or a conversation that should, we should have more. And just to give you um, uh, an example or an idea of that, um, so alongside with you um, was Tamar, Professor Tamar Pincus, uh, yeah. as I remember. Uh, you were presenting there and... I believe there was someone else. So Morton Hoke was also. Oh yeah, Morton. Yeah, Morton Hoke was there. Um, so, and I felt like it was about pain education and cultural challenges. And um, maybe, maybe you can reflect on that. So we talked briefly about that. So what was the special or what was the good thing that happened there from your? I think what was special about that discussion was. Uh, so I think, first of all, we we all reflected on the challenges of actually how hard this is. Um, and the, one of the reasons that it's hard is that the culture that we have as pain scientists and pain clinicians and people immersed in the pain conversation is different to the culture of the people who come to us with pain. And we haven't kind of taken the time to unpack that really. Mm. Um, and, you know, and we're, we're starting to, to think about that. So, you know, I think some of the things we, we were reflecting on was if we don't think about the culture, and by culture I mean the understanding, the way that people see the world, if we don't think about that really quite carefully for the person who's come to us with pain, and we present our culture to them, then we can just be in opposition and confronting with people all the time, right? And and I think, you know, as clinicians, we've all had that experience of you, you feel like you're arguing with the person with pain. Whereas if we really think about their culture and their worldview and we recognize our own, we can think about how we can align with people with pain. You know, so Tamar was talking about their work of, of doing art to to really get an understanding of how people with pain see their pain and understand their pain because then you can start having a conversation mm. um and and i was talking about asking people to tell us their stories and explaining pain based on people's experience of pain and and unpacking their story um mm. and explaining their experience in in their words um and I, and I think 
you know, there was, there was that kind of the whole room lit up, right? Everybody in the discussion was like, we get this. It, it kind of makes sense. And I, I think that's um, that, that sense of something that many of us have been grappling with is, is how do we take this theoretical book knowledge and, and actually meet people with it, you know? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely can relate. And probably Cape Town is a, is a great place to be challenged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, South Africa is a great place to be challenged. <laughs> so, um, and I said it maybe happen in, in, in city cities anyway, where the diversity, multicultural diversity is is happening as, as we speak. And um, as culturals, or well, maybe difference maybe become smaller, I guess. So, so can you give an example? What what typical kind of challenges you have in Cape Town in the type of setting you work in? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, a bit of background. for So, so in South Africa, we have um, 11 official languages. Um, in, in the city of Cape Town, the, we have three languages. So we have English and, and Afrikaans and Tosa. Um, and, and I think with culture, it's very quick for people to think about language. But but actually, there are beliefs um, mm. and and kind of often beliefs that that we haven't unpacked about what did I learn about pain as a child? What you know? What did my parents teach me in the way that they responded to me when I fell over and banged my knee? Um, what did I learn from my grandmother? What 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 are all of those cultural beliefs influence the way that I think about? This problem that I have right now. Mm. So, you know, so we so we have kind of, if you like, sort of traditional cultural differences. But then then culture also extends to: Did I grow up in an urban environment, or did I grow up in a rural environment? And the way that I understand and see the world, if I, you know, if I grew up with cars and trucks and buses, that's different to growing up with chickens and cows. I, I see the world and I interpret the world in in different ways. Um, so, you know, so in Cape Town, we have those three kind of language groups which represent different cultures. We have a, a large uh, migrant population. So internal mi uh, migrants in South Africa, people move around a lot mm. uh, for job opportunities. We also have a lot of migrants from the rest of Africa coming into to Cape Town for for job opportunities, health, um, education. So there's a big mix there. There's the urban rural mix, and then the probably the elephant in the room, the unspoken one, is the socioeconomic differences, mm. right? Um, so we have the majority of South Africans living below the poverty line. We have 50% of young adults are unemployed, um, you know, and, and how how does that affect the way that I see the world? If I, I don't have a job, I don't have a grant income from the government, I live in a shack, I don't have any electricity, I have a tap, a communal tap, we have communal uh, chemical toilets, how does that influence the way that I see the world? How does that influence the way that I understand the world? And then how does that influence my health literacy, how I understand my own health mm. and how I should respond to things? 
And so the clinics that I work in, we get this whole range of people walking in the door. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I can't just live in my world because how do I meet them if mm. if I'm just in this world? You know. So so what what is so I've always been wondering. So so we, we present this so called <clears throat> truth about health. So this is right. This is wrong. You should know this about pain. Um, and maybe that's even quite dualistic there so to say that we are right and they are wrong let's say from a um i can see from whether you're healthy or not you your diabetes diabetes or you don't have diabetes but in, in in terms of pain education and the meaning of pain like you said in, in different cultures could mean different the same thing could mean different things right so whether it's it's a bad thing or it's a right thing um what, what, what do you have any thoughts about being right when you are educating people in their health literacy so to to say oh actually this is this is okay or this is wrong yeah um especially when you talking about these very mixture of, of cultural yeah. meanings that we have about our health so i i suppose it's funny every time you say right or truth i i have this kind of yeah, but are we right? And is exactly. this the truth? So, so I, I do have this, this like, for me, this is the most logical truth that we have at the moment. But, mm. but, but I'm not kind of. This is the way it it is. Mm. Right? Um. So, so how do I engage with people? I, I suppose. The so the first thing to keep in mind is they've come to me for help. Okay, so they are looking for something for me. And, and one of the questions we always ask in our clinic is, what do you want from us? What is it that you are hoping to get from us to help you? Yeah. Right, that gives you some insight. The second really, really important question is to ask them, what do you think is wrong? Um, so so maybe an example that, that might be um, interesting for you is, I, you know, I've had a somebody who came to me um, who who was actually a nurse um, who had chronic knee pain after a total knee replacement. Um, so, you know, so we're thinking, oh, nociplastic pain. You know, we're, we're going to explain pain to her. We're going to get her going. This is, you know, she's a nurse. This is going to be good, you know. But, but the question I said to her is, why do you think you still have pain in your knee after your knee replacement? And her answer was that, well, I know what the problem is. The problem is that before I had the operation and they removed the bone from my body, I didn't go home to where I grew up and I didn't check with, the ans with my ancestors that it was all right to remove a piece of my body. Um, and, and so I'm experiencing pain because the ancestors are punishing me because I didn't get their permission before the operation. So, so now I'm sitting there going, well, well, what do you want me to do? I'm not in touch with your ancestors. Like how, so, you know, so, so the question was, so how, how do you think I can help you then? If your belief is that, that this is about your ancestors causing your pain, which is a biopsychosocial understanding of pain, right? Like, totally. yeah. 
so so how can how can I help you? And 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 her response was was very simple. I need you to help me get fit enough and strong enough to take the transport back to my rural home area so that I can ask for forgiveness from my ancestors and sort this out because I need to have the other knee done. I was like, yeah, okay, before you have the other knee done, let's make sure that that everything's mm. fine, right? But if I hadn't approached this with a, a with a question about what do you think is wrong and how can I help you? I might have just gone, no, don't be ridiculous. This isn't about your ancestors punishing you. You've got nociplastic pain. Your system's been sensitized because you had years of osteoarthritis. And, and you know, the knee replacement's just done, dealt with the nociceptive component. And we need to deal with the nociplastic component. She might have just looked at me like, what are you talking about? I don't, you know, that's no, not. I, she wouldn't, she won't buy that. Sure. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But. But by getting, you know, getting her understanding, we could then align and, and you know, we could then have conversations about, so do you think that your engagement with the your ancestors might have made your system sensitive? Yes, she said, absolutely. Okay. So how do we desensitize your system? Yes, you need to get to the ancestors and have that conversation, but how else can we desensitize your system? And then, you know, then she was like, yeah, what else can I do to desensitize my system so I can do this journey? And then she was interested in, in engaging in that as well. Mm. And um, and she did great. You know, she did she did great. But it wasn't it it wasn't me telling her, you know. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. so, so that, 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 that requires some flexibility and understanding. And I think um I, I think Sarap Sharma, he also did a session with us yeah. on it and i think he 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 opted for curiosity especially yes. if you if you don't if you don't know <laughs> uh because you're probably cultural unaware of what another people person's uh thoughts and belief systems are uh be curious and i think they are exactly the same just just be open to so how does <laughs> sorry like a department like you were do you feel like the 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 system is ready to do this does do you just take it at a time and approach as you do as a your own or is this a department-wide approach this is how we work or is this Romy Parker in action so no in our in our chronic pain clinic this is very much how how we all work so yeah Saurabh's word of curiosity but I think um I think in our team then humility is is really a, a key thing because I don't know what it's like to live in a shack. I don't know what it's like to have gangs firing guns outside your house in the streets every day. I don't know what it's like to wake up in the morning and not know where I'm going to get food or how I'm going to feed my children. Mm. You, you know, so 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 being humble about not of knowing but not fully understanding the daily challenges that the people who are coming to us face and then they're coming to us for help with pain mm. and and so often we hear our our patients stories and and I think cheapers if that was my life I'd be in pain too mm. you know I I get it I I understand why you're in pain yeah, yeah um yeah. you know so so our our entire team and 
you know, we spend time having discussions and conversations about about what our understanding of pain is in terms of we've we've been turning it around in terms of a socio-psychobiological construct because because we think the context comes first and then the biology follows. Um, and and so we we you know we we engage with that. And every new patient who comes to our clinic doesn't matter which clinician assesses them first, the entire team discusses them and and we really explore and unpack how we feel we can best help this person who's come to us for help mm. um, and and what it is that they are, are wanting from us. Um, so yeah, it's not a, I'm the loud person in the team. I know I'm the one who talks the most, but 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 we all, work in this way yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's really interesting and very um inspiring as well i think so many and that's what we get back from our listeners so working in a pain clinic and for example within the nhs um, um health services where 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 sometimes i feel like i'm, I'm the only person doing yeah. this um, um it, it, i don't get the doctor is not on board um so there are a lot of challenges, but it, and I think we're looking forward. So on the 7th of February, you're going to present a session for us, which takes about like 75 minutes uh, in total, where you can ask Romy questions if you turn up live um, uh, and join us, uh, which would be a great opportunity where you probably will um, tell us a bit more about it. So, so can you just, you, you might have think ideas or maybe that you will even um, prepare this session <laughs> from now on but um can you can you give us a bit of a um an idea of what you would like to address and what do you want other people take home maybe this is a very challenging question even before you get <laughs> your preparations <laughs> it's it's i'm still formulating these ideas so so what i'm really wanting to focus on is that if we all understand that pain is ultimately about context, then we have to be comfortable with culture being part of context mm. and unpacking what the multiple components of culture are. And we have to unpack our own culture as clinicians and some of our own beliefs and our own kind of driving motivators so that those don't come into the room when we're meeting somebody who might have different beliefs, mm. right? I think for, for many years, and this is something else we spoke about in Budapest, we obsessed with getting the metaphor that was absolutely correct that matched the physiology exactly. But but now we're, we're kind of actually that doesn't matter so much as long as the person gets it. If they, if they can make sense of it in their own cultural, in their own context, in their own framework, mm. that then allows them to move forward. So cultural challenges are just as much about us as about them. Um, and, and that's some of what I want to talk about on the 7th of February is a bit of introspection for us as clinicians 
about our own cultures and beliefs mm. um, and then thinking about how do we upskill ourselves to meet the multitude of variability that comes in the door and these beautifully diverse people that we get to work with. Absolutely. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, I, I just can. I'm, I'm biased, obviously. So, so we we discussed, and um, I was part of this that that presentation and discussion that that occurred in Budapest. So, so um, this is one not to be missed for sure. If you're listening, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think this is we definitely created some curiosity, and I think this could be unpacking this. Um, this topic will be, I think, will go down to the depths of our our beliefs and identity as a as a as a as a clinician as as a human as well. Um, whereas, um, fortunately, there there is more attention. So uh, we're trying to support you guys all with um, um, and promoting this this topic um, as you, Romy, um, probably going to give us a like a, a good push in the right direction uh, so i'm looking forward to the 7th of february um so yeah we're gonna wrap this uh, session up and thank you romy um thank you i'm looking forward to it it's yeah going to be fun. it's going to be fun for sure all right thank you for listening and um we catch up in a couple weeks time uh, and at least um you can see uh, us at the 7th of february thank you for listening and uh, goodbye